Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute for September 2nd. Now every Monday we come together to chat about the movies that came out what we saw last week, what's happening at the box office. Uh, sometimes it's short and sweet. Sometimes we throw back to some old movies. Um, sometimes it's all new and hot and what's going on. And today it's kind of a, I don't know, it's short and sweet and new. Uh, <laughs> that's what I've got for you today. So I only saw one movie this week. And in fact, one movie in the past two weeks, actually. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, then you know why. There's been a lot of travel on my plate, a lot of travel to uh, different worlds, different lands. Yeah, uh, Disney travel. I, I went to Disneyland first and then popped back over to Disney World and I went to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and had my mind blown. So there hasn't been a lot of time for movies. Being on the plane, you'd think that I would have had some time to pick up a movie or two while I was on the plane, but guys... This was the kind of travel where I was so exhausted, I did something I never do on planes, and that's sleep. I slept. I wasted my internet fee because, of course, I'm internet addicted, so I I pay for it every time I get on a plane. But I slept through almost every flight that I had in the past 10 days because I was that whooped. I was that, that whooped and exhausted and it's been wonderful and fantastic. And um, if you missed anything, I do go over a couple of um, D23, I think there's like three or four episodes where I brought you what was going on there. There is some movie news in there. If you're down with that, go take a listen. Just scroll back up. And uh, yeah, yeah. So here we are. Here we are. It's Monday. But due to all that travel, I have only been able to see one movie. And that's what we're going to talk about today is the, the, the movie that I did get to see yesterday. Uh, but first, we are going to go over the box office for this week. Now, this week is, is looking pretty slim. It's looking kind of weak. And for a holiday weekend, I guess I expected the numbers to be a little bit higher. But uh, they're really not that good. Um, in the number one position is Angel Has Fallen with $11.5 million, um, this week. Good Boys is number two. The Lion King is still there at number three. Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw is number four. Overcomer is showing up at five. Uh, Number six is Ready or Not. Number seven is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Number eight is Spider-Man Far From Home. And I think uh, they had a re-release. And so that might have bumped some numbers up a little bit there. And uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold is number nine. Angry Birds movie two is coming in at 10. So that's your box office. That's what's going on this week as far as uh, the numbers and what people are doing. I don't know. Maybe maybe people are dealing with this hurricane and they're not spending a lot of time at the movies, which by the way, I was just in Florida and people in Florida are so funny about this. They're in one minute, they're freaking out and they're buying all of the uh, hurricane supplies and the public shelves are wiped clean. And in the next moment, they're like, ah, 
We'll deal with it later. It'll probably turn. Let's go to Disney World. <laughs> so, uh, but I used to live in Florida. I know you. these storms are, as much as we wish they were predictable, they're not. They, they do turn kind of last minute sometimes and you just never know. But all you can do is be prepared. So I am giving all my thoughts to everybody in this possible path that does include all of the East Coast down up there um, because it, it's it's coming your way eventually. I, I think it's kind of stalled right now, but it's coming your way eventually. And I hope everybody stays safe and really like something changes and I don't know, it goes back out to sea and and, and really doesn't make any more landfall than it already has. I, I know the Bahamas are taking a brutal beating right now. All right, uh, off of hurricane news, um, we're going to talk about the one movie that I watched, and that movie was Ready or Not. This was a movie when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally in for this. It's it's dark, uh, it's a little bit, it looked a little bit gritty, it had a lot of um, humor in the trailer, and I I like a good horror film too. So I was like, all right, this is cool. I am totally down, down for this, down for this. So here's the plot in case you're not sure what this one's about. Grace and Alex are getting married. And uh, basically on the wedding day, you know, he's cryptically talking about how his family's kind of messed up and how they're all jerks. And he even like straight up gives her a couple of chances to opt out of this marriage. And she thinks he's just, you know, being funny or being sarcastic. They both seem to have this dry wit and, and, and humor. And so, you know, she just rolls with it. There's this creepy aunt that's hanging around that I don't know if I saw her, I might bolt because she was she was pretty pretty crazy looking. But uh, you know, you you get a little bit of more information as to why Grace is so determined, you know, to get married. And as it turns out, she's a foster kid, so she really wants family. And even though Alex is a little estranged from his family for unknown reasons, she she wants that in her life, and so that's why they are getting married and and not just continuing to like live together. So here we are. They get married. Grace is introduced to the Ladomas Dominion, as they prefer to be called, and finds out that on her wedding night at midnight, it's time for a family tradition. And this is a family tradition of, of game night, which, you know, they kind of play off as, well, that's how we made our money. The, the Ladomas are like a family board game type uh, creation. That's, that's how they made their money. And so, you know, they joke that it's just fitting that we play a game uh, to welcome a new member to the family. And in order to play this game, she has to draw a card and that determines what game they are going to play. And uh, as it turns out, she gets hide and seek. Now, the family believes that this new person has to play a game or something terrible is going to happen to the family. This is based on this agreement that was made, um, you know, way back in the day. And it's it's how it all kind of came about and how their for- family fortune was, was made. So she draw the card. The game is hide and seek. And apparently this is the worst game card to draw in the entire deck. <laughs> and uh, you can tell because Alex's face, he like just goes sheet white, like... Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Well, it's happening. I was, you know, at this point of the movie, I was still kind of on the edge of my seat. I was like, all right, all right, I like this. I liked the characters. I liked the actors. I liked the way things were going and the, and the, the progression that we were seeing. So I was, I was all in, you know, by the time we start playing the game. This is when things start getting a little bit, a little bit crazy and where it also gets a little bit rocky. This had some dark humor, which I, I love. And I've, I thought the characters were 
interesting. They were pulling me in. It had my attention, but a lot of the characters never really got, they never really got developed. And so they were just kind of, I don't know. I needed, maybe I'm overthinking it. Probably am, totally am. But I wanted a little bit more explanation of some of these side characters. Like one of them is the, she's a sister-in-law and she you know, kind of throws something out along the lines of, well, you know where I came from. That's why I really loved this idea of this game because her her husband, like, has given her a hard time for, like, how excited she was when he told her about this whole game thing. Like, she was all into it. Okay, but why? Like, we never find out why she has that dark part of her that is into this game, like, from the get-go, right? Because uh, the same person would have heard about this family game and gone running, right? But no, she was like, she was totally all in. So yeah, I wanted a little bit more there. It's it's little things like that in the plot, in the in the script, that I wish we had a little bit more development on. Again, I could be getting picky, but it was a distraction for me because I kept wanting to know, okay, well, but why? What's the backstory here? Um, even uh, kind of the butler kind of guy, I wanted more <laughs> backstory on him. There were these three maids that are in and out super quick I wanted a little bit more understanding as to what was going on there too. So again, maybe I wanted too much from this movie, but uh, it didn't quite meet up to what I expected or thought would make a full, complete, rounded out movie for me. What I can say is that we do get dark. We get lots of dark. There is, it's This is actually more of a horror movie than I'd say than a comedy. So it's, it's build or you think you're going to go in laughing a whole lot. There were some laughs. There were some chuckles. There was not like full out guffaws. There was not, it, it didn't go far enough in the comedy realm for me to be a total win- winner here. It didn't, again, this is one of those cases where I guess the the movie doesn't quite live up to the trailer expectations, okay? Uh, I thought it was going to be funnier. It wasn't. The, the, the cleverness just wasn't, wasn't there in the writing. You know, the family is very remorseless in their hunt. They're doing what they got to do, what they believe they got to do to survive. But I still wanted some of that. I wanted a, I don't know, call me crazy, but I wanted a little bit more uh, punctuations of dark humor. So that being said, I want to focus on the actors more than the plot here. I loved, I loved so many of them in this. Annie McDowell's in it. She's the mother of the groom. I thought she was delicious. Her character did have some depth. They did have some, some promise there. She doesn't, we don't quite deliver a thousand percent on it, but she's such a good actress. I loved watching her on screen and I loved what she did with this role. So I, Annie McDowell, I bow down. I I dig her. Um, Adam Brody was also a lot of fun in this one. He's the brother of the groom. His name is Daniel. And he's drunk. He's broody. He's got a lot of great one-liners. He actually did deliver some of that comedy for me. And he was a lot of of fun to watch in this one. I I enjoyed his character and I enjoyed enjoyed him in this role a lot. Now, Samara Weaving, she plays the bride Grace. She carries this movie. She carries the role. You know, I... I don't know her from much. Um, she's fairly new to U.S. audiences. Uh, she is an Australian actress, so I know she's been on TV there and she's been in some movies. It's not that she's an unknown. She was just fairly new to me. She was in Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri in two, 2017. Yeah, 2017. You guys might recognize her from that and a few other things um, out there, but but she was fairly new for me. But I loved her. I I mean, I liked her a lot. She she played a really good balance of 
having that survival instinct, having, but also having this what is going on kind of moments because, you know, obviously when you find yourself in this role, you were getting married and it was supposed to be this beautiful, wonderful day and everything was until midnight happens, right? She was fantastic. She's likable. She's super charismatic. It just, she carried the movie for me. If this actress, if whoever they had, if they had, you know, put somebody else in this role, then this movie would have been probably a dead flop. I'll be honest. I would not have been interested. She, she made it for me. She made the movie for me. And um, (laughs) she delivers the F word to perfection in a few moments. Um, (laughs) You guys know how I am about language. I'm not a huge fan of it, but you know, in a movie like this, I'm going to expect it. And absolutely, I would have been saying it left and right myself if I had been in that in that position, right? So she was just, she, she delivers that line and it's a one word lines multiple times where it's just like nailed it, nailed it. And and she, she got me. So I, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, she will be back uh, on screen. I want to say the next time wide audiences, American audiences are going to see her is Bill and Ted's sequel that I think just wrapped up filming. So I will be looking for her in that. Um, for a parental movie review, I mean, you can probably guess, uh, this, this is a horror movie. Okay. The horror is strong in this movie. Tons of gore, tons of violence, um, there's actually some a couple of little kids involved in a couple of scenes. And so when you add kids to like a horror movie like this, that's a definite hard no for me when it comes to trying to decide if children should see this movie. Any children, any age, I'm going to say no. It's R-rated and it deserves that R-rating. Tons of language, but the language is not the problem here. There are so many different ways to die that are covered in this movie and so much gore and so much gross and gruesomeness that kids just, guys, they don't need to see this. I'm just saying, leave the kids at home, okay? Overall, you know, I, I like it enough to recommend it as a matinee. Okay, if you're not spending full price on this one, I think it's worth your money. But I can't say it's it's a good movie exactly. It's it's not bad either. It's just it's it kind of straddles that line of almost good. Okay, well it's not bad. It's just almost good if that makes sense. The last 15 minutes though of the movie got me, and my reaction there was, oh my gosh, banana pants! Like this went banana pants on me. We just kind of went on this roll for the last 15 minutes where things snowballed and the action accumulated and crazy things happened. And I thought we were going in one direction, but nope, I was wrong and we went in a different direction. And uh, and, and I, loved, I like that. I like that about a movie. Something that leaves me surprised, I was down with that. So uh, yeah, banana pants, guys. Uh, those last 15 minutes. You know, again, I needed the humor to be stronger to give us a better rating and recommendation overall, but I'll give it a seven on a scale of one to 10. Uh, you could do worse, okay? But also don't expect too much. All right, go in with lower expectations and you might come out and go, up. Oh, I see what she's saying. Or you might come out and go, ah, oh, she's crazy. It was so great. But that's because you went in with lower expectations. So just remember that. <laughs> All right, guys, that is the Monday Movie Minute this week. There is a new podcast episode coming on Thursday, and uh, that should be the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, where we fangirl one of my favorite Marvel shows. Michael Lynn is my guest for that one. And tune in, listen to us fangirl on this one. This is the OG Marvel TV series. So if you are a fan of things like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, you can thank the agents for starting it all off. (laughs) All right. Don't forget to subscribe. 
throw up those five-star reviews. It helps other fangirls find the show and it's always appreciated by yours truly. And hey, if you can share this episode with a friend or two that's interested in movies, that might be interested in fangirling along with us, please do so. That is how we grow and it is so appreciated when you do that. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, fangirling with me on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. Hope you'll come back to listen again real soon.